Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. Now, I just want to give God the glory. I didn't know what I was going to preach. And uh, the Lord put this word in my heart and in my mind, and I, I went with it even though it's not in the lectionary and it's not the scriptures for this week that we normally look at and all that kind of stuff. Um, and through the worship, and the 9 o'clock and the, and the 11 o'clock service, God has been confirming that that's the word for us today. So I want you to receive that uh, with what I'm sharing. Uh, chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying... Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah often. And sometimes when I read the book of Jeremiah, I'm terribly jealous. Because it seems like Jeremiah had the kind of communication with God where he and God were like texting and talking to each other all the time. And when I talk to God, sometimes I feel like I'm sending him letters through the mail and waiting for a response. Sometimes I feel like the prayer is not reaching the ceiling, you know. Sometimes I feel like I'm not connecting like he did. He received word from the Lord, and when he did, it was like God was just whispering into his ear and telling him what he needed to know. Maybe you've met somebody like that. These are the people that we go to and, hey, you pray for me. Because we are so confident that they have that connection to God that they can talk and receive from the Lord so directly. And we, we want that. We want that for ourselves as well. We want to have that closeness. The book of Jeremiah doesn't tell us about Jeremiah's life before. I often wondered what, what he did growing up to develop that a tuned ear where he could just hear God speak to him, where he could understand what God was saying to him so plainly. But we're not told that. We're just told about Jeremiah once he is called by God. And Jeremiah had a special calling to be a prophet, to speak to people on God's behalf and to stand before rulers and powerful people and confront them when they were doing wrong. Now, how many of us like to do that? Just stand in front of strong, powerful people that can squash you like a bug and tell them that they're wrong. 
That's tough, isn't it? I think it took a lot of courage for him to even consider this. To be a prophet in Jeremiah's time was definitely harder than it is now. Now you can be a prophet and nobody kills you. Back then, they didn't like what you said. They just killed you. They put you out. And so it wasn't an easy profession to be called to. But Jeremiah was called from his mother's womb. And it's hard for us to think about that. But God had plans for Jeremiah before he was even born. Do you realize that God has plans for you since before you ever came into this world? That's an amazing God to me that even before I ever came into this life, God was already looking out for me and thinking of what he wanted me to do and what he wanted me to, to accomplish in life and who he wanted me to relate to. And God clearly had been trying to prepare Jeremiah for this time. And the scripture says that he had consecrated him and appointed him for the task of a prophet. These are two very important terms. Consecration has two definitions. Consecration means to be separated for God, to be sacred, to be set apart. When we ordain pastors, we consecrate them. The bishop lays hands on them and consecrates them for the job and the duties of a pastor. Consecration is something that God does and we affirm when we lay hands. So that was the first thing that Jeremiah was. He was set apart. God had chosen for this task of being a prophet. But the second thing of consecration the second definition of consecration has to do with something that we are all familiar with and something that we just participated in. We consecrate the elements of communion, which means we designate them to be the body and the blood of Christ, to represent for us the sacrifice that Jesus gave on the cross. Now, when you think about that and you think about the fact that he was consecrated by God, God was basically saying, I have set you apart and you are going to represent me. You are going to be my representative in the world, just like you and I are supposed to be the body of Christ for the world. The other word is appointed. And anytime we say the word appointed in the Methodist church, people think of pastoral moves. And it's appropriate to think that way because if you think about the Methodist system, we don't call pastors, they're appointed. Which is a fancy way of saying we go where they tell us. But when they send us somewhere, they give us a package of the things that go with us in terms of salary and health insurance and housing and all that kind of stuff so that we have what we need to be able to serve wherever we're appointed. And so with the appointment comes the provision. So I want you to keep that in mind when you think about Jeremiah. God was appointing him to be a prophet and to go to speak to people that were powerful. And God was basically saying to Jeremiah, you're not going alone. I'm going with you. You're not going powerless the power of God is going with you, and I will protect you. When we accept the call to follow Jesus, we receive God's presence and protection 
in our lives. It comes over us. It accompanies us through the difficult times, through the ups and through the downs, and it empowers us to tell others about God. So Jeremiah was consecrated and appointed. And when he heard this, he immediately said, Lord, I don't know about this. I have some reservations and hesitations about what you're calling me to. Have you ever been called to something and went, you know, so-and-so would be better than me for that one? Isn't that our first reaction? We immediately think of somebody else that could do it better, that we think might be able to handle it better than us. Lord, you know, you really don't want me. I can't speak. I am but a boy. Jeremiah had a perfectly good argument. You know, there's older folks that have more experience. There's older folks that have been speaking for longer. There's other people that are more articulate. And God says, no, I chose you, Jeremiah. And don't, don't underestimate yourself because you're a boy. Because when I send you, that's all you need. Because I'm going with you. And I want to tell you, when God calls you and when he appoints you to a task, he gives you the resources that you need, and it's a divine appointment. God has designated that for you, and all you have to do is walk in obedience. But like Jeremiah, we usually have reservations and hesitations, and we back up and we go, Lord, I'm not sure that we can do this. Take so-and-so in my place. <laughs> And we forget that God has a particular plan for each and every one of us. And your calling is for you. It's not for somebody else. It's for you. And God has it for you. And like Jeremiah, we often experience fear and anxiety about our calling. We don't know how it's going to play out. We don't know how it's going to work out. We don't know how we're going to do it. And we immediately worry about what's going to happen. And it's natural to have reservations because we don't know. But there's something we can do about that. It is listen to the voice of God. Now it's Super Bowl Sunday, so I have to throw in a Super Bowl illustration. So here it is. Whenever you see the game and you see the quarterback back there getting ready for the play... There's a little voice in his ear. Did you know that? The little voice in his ear is the coach on the sidelines, that offensive coach that's telling him what he sees should be the next play. What they can see from a bird's eye view of the field that he can't see from looking from the front. What patterns they're seeing that he might need to be aware of in the defense. How he might need to change the play if this happens or that happens. And the coach whispers in his ear. And if you notice, he has a little cheat sheet on the arm a lot of times. Have you seen that? They got a bunch of plays on the arm. And you know, this is the way that God works with us as well. God, first of all, puts us on the field. He puts you on the field to be a playmaker. He doesn't put you on the field to be a bench warmer. He puts you to be a playmaker, to make things happen, to make things come about. He wants to use you in the field. And he whispers into your ear the play that you need to follow. 
Because God sees more than you do. You see just the front. He sees from above. He sees the whole picture. He's been following the game the whole time, and he knows what's going on in your life. And he knows why he calls the play he does. You know, sometimes they call plays, and you're like, why in the world did they run the ball? And it was just a setup so that they could throw it on the next pass. It was just a setup for what was going to come next. But if we didn't do it at that play, they would have been expecting the other play. And that's what God knows that you don't know. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow and the next day. He knows what is going to be needed in your life. And so God calls the play to your ear. And then he gives you the scripture. That's your cheat sheet, by the way. He gives you the scripture so that you can check the play out. When the scripture says, follow Jesus in your life, that's a play. When the scripture says, love your enemies, do not curse them, that's a play. When the scripture says, to continue to deny yourself, that's a play. And there are times when God is calling those plays to your ear, and he is inviting you to follow the play and the problem is a lot of times we think we know better than God and we go, you know, that sounds like a great play, but I got this other play in mind. And we mess up. <laughs> and so Jeremiah had become so good at listening to God that God said, you don't need to be afraid because I'm going with you. I'm going to be calling plays into your ear. I'm going to be giving you instructions. Do not be afraid in confronting the powerful do not be afraid of confronting the people with the words that I'm going to say because these are the plays that I'm calling. And Jeremiah had every reason to be afraid. But God said, when I am with you, who can stand against you? God was saying, if I'm the one that sends you and backs you up, what do you need to worry about? Nothing. And God says, all you got to do is open your mouth. I'm going to give you the words. You know, when you have a big politician stand up giving a speech, you do realize most of the time they're not saying their own words, right? There's somebody either in a teleprompter or in their ear whispering the words that they're saying. God wants to be that person for you. He wants to be the one that whispers in your ear. He wants to be the one that gives you the direction of what you need to say. And he says, all you got to do is open your mouth and I will fill it. Jeremiah would go to nations and kingdoms to pluck down and pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Now, we all can get on board with the whole building and planting. That sounds great, right? But we have trouble with the tear down and destroy part. Sounds so negative, right? It sounds so harsh. But many times Jeremiah had to prophesy to the people that difficult times were coming because of their disobedience. But the reality is, that without tearing down, there is not rebuilding. Without death, there's not resurrection. Without going and giving ourselves up for Christ, there's not experiencing that, that lifting up that Christ does when we are serving.
and loving him. At times, the word is to tear down and to build back up. And God invites us to do that in love for others. I've always thought it was harsh what Jeremiah had to tell the people. But then God reminded me that after every harsh word, there was a word of, this is what you do. This is the play that you carry out for things to be restored and renewed. God never tears things down just for the sake of tearing down. It is always to redeem and to restore and to rebuild better than what it was. So if you're going through a difficult time, I just want to say that you need to listen to God's voice and find out where God is leading you through this mess. And know that God has a good plan for us because God is calling us to be like Jeremiah, that we listen to his voice, hear the play, and carry it out. Now, on God's team, there is no bench. We're all on the field. Every one of us is playing. All of us are on the field, and everyone has a role to play. As pastor, I feel a heavy responsibility for you. And the reason is, like Jeremiah, I feel like I have to be able to hear the word of God before I can share the word of God with you. And so it's always my prayer that as I proclaim this word to you, that I have taken the time to hear what God is saying so that when I share the play, we can all be on the same page. Because there's nothing worse than everybody on the line of scrimmage and nobody knows what's going on. And have you noticed that when a play is called, the quarterback often has to throw the ball before the player ever reaches the spot? And if the player knows what the play is, they'll be at the right spot at the right time to catch the, that pass. And so through this word, what God has been telling me is that we need to listen to the voice of God. We need to be at the spot. We need to be on the same page. We need to be playing together as one body in Christ because God is calling us to be able to hear that word all the time, not just sometime, all the time, so that like Jeremiah, the word of God will come to us and we will be able to respond. Today we received four new members. These new members come to be a part of the team. It is our job to make sure that they find their spot. It is our job to make sure that they know that we are thankful that they are an answer to prayer because we have been praying for more team members. We need to let them know that we are thankful because there was needs in this church that they have fulfilled because they have gifts and talents that we needed. Let us continue to invite others to join the team, to claim their calling, to serve God here and now. And let us know that if God sends us to find them, he will give us the words. Just open your mouth 
and let God speak. Today, as we open the altar for prayer, if you have been feeling like you're on the sidelines for any reason, God's inviting you to get on the field. If you feel like you haven't been playing with the team, God is inviting you to get the plays and get on the field. And if you've been going through a rough time, God is saying, listen to my voice, and I will lead you into a better place. We're going to get ready for worship. I'm going to invite the praise band to get back up here. Remember I told you at the beginning that the music has been a confirmation of the word that is being brought. What's the name of this song that we're doing, Will? Listen to him speak. I didn't do that. God did that. God be the glory. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you because you're inviting us to hear your voice, to be able to tell it from all the other voices, Lord. That when the difficulties of life crowd our hearing, that you will help us to tell your voice and listen to your voice and respond to your voice. Oh Lord, continue to whisper your good news. Continue to whisper your words of direction and encouragement. And help us, O oh Lord, to just follow you, to follow your direction, your, your call for our lives. Lord, we surrender our will. We surrender ourselves to you. Speak to us on this day. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.